What about Morgan Wallen, Cadillac Jack? How did he get a nomination after the CMAs put him in award show jail earlier this year? What happened? How did Morgan Wallen score one single CMA nomination? The story is coming up. Plus, Cameo's top performer for the first half of 2021 is this guy from a very popular TLC reality show. Yo, Pete. What's up, my brother from another mother? Listen, um, I'm in San Diego just, like, killing it. Anyways, Pete, I understand you're a huge fan of the show. I saw your podcast giving me some love. Dude, you made my day, so thank you so much. In early 2020, he was engaged to Rose Marie Rose Vega, the most popular person on Cameo Donna. Unbelievable. The reveal coming up during this episode of Cadillac Jack, my second act. My name is Cadillac Jack. I joined Atlanta Radio when I was 19 years old, put in a loyal 26 years. Welcome to my second night. I want to say real quick, PT, before we get to you, I am just, I'm, I am, um, I have raced to get to the studio today. And I'm, calm I'm down. Off. I know. I'm off. Take a cleansing <laughs> breath. I'm off. I'm coming back from Lake Lanier, and I got to tell you, driving across those bridges with the top off of the Jeep, listening to Tyler Farr at, at full blast, running about 15 over, six beers in. I mean, oh, I, I uh, care about that. I care uh, about that. But everything else stands. It was just which a, part are you kidding about? Uh, was the top off? Yes. Okay. Yes, and I had Tyler Farr blasting it. Max had the uh, top off, and uh, I was texting and doing about fifteen over. But I was not seven beers in. But I had to race to get here today. But you do a, a podcast with Richie. Like you're you're anti. I mean you're pro. No, oh my gosh, you're pro law enforcement. Pro. Yeah. Pro. So why are you speeding? It's just uh, you know, and, and the Jeep Wrangler, if you have one, it can go into what's called a death warble. Have you ever heard of that before? Yes. And what happens? The death wobble, rather the death wobble. What happens, Don? If you're going like ninety plus in a Jeep Wrangler and you make a certain or a sudden lane change, it starts to shake. Your Jeep shakes. Like, um, I mean, like nothing you've ever experienced. Like a ride at Six Flags. Like the Scream Machine. Yeah, seriously. And it just... <laughs> I was so scared the first time it happened, I Googled it. And sure enough, it popped right up. Jeep Wrangler Death Did it say wobble. slow the F down? Probably so. All right, PT, welcome. Hmm. I'm Preston Thompson. I'm the producer of the My Second Act podcast, a University of Alabama graduate and the show's resident millennial. PT also worked on it for a few years, making electric guitars from scrap metal. Where is this information coming from? Usually out of old oil uh, cans, right, PT? Yeah. Yeah. Refurbished old oil cans for a startup that no longer exists, but I still have a couple. He's like a renaissance man. Your wife is one lucky woman. I mean, seriously. We say hi to Donna. Yes. Um, so my name is Donna. I'm Caddy's wife. Okay. Are you, is anybody who's listening, are you experiencing um, fruit flies? This is a massive problem right now. Oh my gosh. Gnats and fruit flies. So in the store I work in, I have them everywhere. It's driving me nuts. And so I thought it was just because I leave my doors open because I want all, pe- all the people to come in and spin, 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 spin. That's not it. I started like listening and talking to other people and they're like, oh my gosh, it, they're everywhere right now. So people are con- constructing kind of like um, PT did with his guitars from from, from scratch. So, old can, old, old, well, old so what they're doing is getting little jars, mason jars. So if you are experiencing this, and some people are having them in their um, trash compactor right now, which is really gross. What you have to do is you create this mix. And so you get a cup and you put apple cider vinegar, which is just disgusting and catches in the heels, everything, and dish soap. Okay, like just like Dawn dish soap. Okay, this is like a PSA for anyone who's listening. I mean, I just, I don't know why you wouldn't listen to this podcast. I mean, the the amount of information. In the first 
two and a half minutes. It's insane. Okay, so you put that in, apple cider vinegar and dish soap. And so what happens is the vinegar lures them in and then the dish dish soap makes them stick. Okay, so if you're experiencing that, that's how you um, solve that little problem. Do we we have them at home? I haven't seen them, but I haven't seen them in the house, but they're everywhere. And everyone is posting all over social media about how they're having such issues with them and they don't know where they came from and what's going on. So a bigger question would be if we have an, uh, what do you call that thing, PT, entomologist, entomologist, who studies bugs? Who studies bugs? It's not an epidemiologist. It's an entomologist. If we have an entomologist who's listening, or maybe just like a local gardener or someone who like knows everything about bugs, there's probably some like idiot savant child that's right. listening. Um, what's going on? Like why? why? Yeah. It's like those killer locusts or murder bees or whatever. Like what? What is the deal with the fruit flies? You it's, are correct that it's entomology, and I'm pretty impressed. Actually, very well done. I am Donna. much smarter than you think I am. I, I didn't. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to pull in a friend here. I know we're just getting into this episode. I'm going to reach out to Linda Weaver. You recognize that name because last episode of this podcast, Linda's husband, Carrie, was a pot peep telling us about Linda and her second act. Remember, Donna? She's a badass. She learned how to play the bass, and she has formed a, a an all-female band, and they opened up for Mother's Finest at the City Winery in Atlanta recently. It's unbelievable. So I want to call her and uh, get her story real quick. Let's do it. Linda. Caddy. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. Say hi to Donna. Hey, Donna. Hi, Linda. I was just describing you as a badass. I'm so impressed by you and your story. Oh, my goodness. Well, thank you. You're going to make my head swell. <laughs> well, you deserve it. The Vintage oh. Vixens. Tell us yes. about where did the name come from? My daughter actually gave us the name. She's very creative. She's a writer. And I said, I'm putting this band together. We're going to need a name. It's all females. And she gave me a list of names. Some of them I cannot mention. And uh, we all, I let all the band members vote on it. And we all kind of picked the Vintage Vixens. So had you always been interested in music? Like, how did this come about? So you taught yourself, are you self-taught on the bass guitar? I. Uh, I dabbled at the bass like many, many, many years ago when I was young and it never amounted to anything, but I always loved it. My husband, Carrie, is a drummer and he encouraged me to pick the bass back up and I didn't really have any desire, but I I did it and I took lessons with him. We both took it because he wanted to learn how to play the bass. And then when I went as far as I thought I could with the teacher, I had already fallen in love with the instrument. I came home and pulled up YouTube and taught myself all my favorite songs from the 60s which was my favorite era of music and then from there I said you know I think I want to be in a band after having booked bands for so many years and didn't think it would really ever come to what it has come to but it's been an amazing ride and we're just having a blast do do y'all practice in somebody's garage we practice in my house we have a big we converted our garage to like a giant den and we we rehearse at my house when do you have practice um, as needed, depending on what our schedule looks like. I want to come or to a practice. Want I want to come. come. You can come anytime. Can I come? Well, I want to come sure, to a anytime. show. Forget a practice. I was say, plus, we also, we are always adding new songs because it, we've been together now exactly five years, which is amazing. But people that we had played for in the beginning, they're calling us back again. And we don't want to always do the exact same thing. So we're always adding new songs. And that's when we rehearse more to get those new songs up and running. Can you play Smoke on the Water? 
No, that's not a 60s song. <laughs> I'm just thinking that would sound good on the bass. I'm so impre- I, I am so impressed with this. Who who says that you can't learn new things? There's no age limit on on learning new things. This is amazing. Absolutely no limit whatsoever. It's just it's a joy for me. It's jo- I love it. I absolutely love it. I love my bandmates. We have our little spats from time to time, but sure. it's always greater good and uh, we're having a blast. What's in your concert writer and the contract that you have with the promoter who has booked you to perform? What do y'all, well, what, what do you ladies want? We don't make them take out the red M&Ms or whatever that was. Who was it that did that? Van Halen? David? Van Halen. I think yeah. you're right. I think it was Van Halen. But um, all we have in there is just our need for hotel rooms. And if we have to travel a long distance and we have to have a daytime gig, like maybe for a festival, then we want to come in the night before because we're not spring chickens and uh, we like to make we like to work smarter and not harder, as they say. So that's that. That's it. And basically, we like a dinner and some bottled water, and that's about it. Bottled water, Don. We 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 book concerts and promote concerts. Yeah. As a, a side gig, a bottle bottled water. Imagine if you got a concert right contract writer that was that simple. Bottle I can water. do that. Yeah. Yeah. What about social media? Where can people catch uh, reach out to you? Our um, Facebook page is a uh, VV sixties and seventies, and that's six zero S and seven zero S. And we keep our schedule up there, and everything's everything is on the Facebook page. We're going to come to a show. I'm going to come to a practice in the garage, and then uh, do you like smoke smoke reefer during practice? Okay, Caddy. Huh? You have like black lights, you know, in the in the the garage? No, no, No. No. we're old hippies. Donna, we're old elegant hippies. Love it. The vintage vixens, vintage vixens. Um, Yep. We talk a lot on this podcast about second acts because podcasting is mine after my first act was was radio my entire adult life. And, um, you know, second acts, as you are discovering, Linda, are always better than the first act. And, and there's a misconception that there can't be a climax in the second act. Well, because the climax is, you know, people are taught. Why, in- why are you bringing this back in? Let's ignore him. Just ignore him. Okay. <laughs> Just ignore him. Taken away from your wonderful story. We're so proud of you. I think it's amazing. And I think what you're doing is showing people, including your daughter, that uh, you can never, never too old. And And I I don't even want to say to teach an old dog new tricks because you're not an old dog. Our 18-year-old daughter, Olivia, plays the bass. She does. Well, I'd like to say you're never too old and it's never too late. Good job. Hey, thank, thank you for your time, Linda. And uh, thank uh, Kerry, your husband, for sharing your story with us. And thank him for his service in the Marine Corps. And, um... We uh, were just on, uh, excited about your story. I think it's inspiring. And that's why I reached out to you. And I said, you know what? Would you join us for maybe just five minutes on a on an episode of the podcast? And here you are. So thank you, Linda, for your time. Thanks for calling. All right. Have a great day. Take care. Bye-bye. Right. There you go. Um, her name, by the way, is Linda Walker, not Weaver. Sorry. Did you call her Linda Weaver? I think I did, yeah. Oh, boy. I'm sorry, Donna. You made me race here to get to the studio today for this episode. And then you try to drag her down some road she didn't need to go down. Okay. Anyway. It was very inspiring. Tell us about your second act. What is it? You know, second act, Donna, can come from uh, you know, something, a hobby that you've always been interested in. And then suddenly, uh, maybe not by choice, but you have time to explore that hobby and maybe create um, a job from it. Or, or, you know, what are some other examples of second acts? Well, I mean, we love hearing from people. Like I've heard, I actually have a friend who didn't work. She was a stay-at-home mom forever and is now um, a special ed teacher. Talk about giving back. I mean, there's a million things that you can do. So um, some second acts require you come out of necessity. You know, ours came out of necessity. You, we needed a job. Um, some second acts come out of the fact that you have downtime. You've retired. Um, I just think it's great. I think I think the best thing you can do is just keep going, keep learning, you know, keep doing different things. And if anybody tells you, uh, you know, especially if that person is someone who lives in your house and they're like, oh, Linda, it's too late for you to do that. 
just be like, okay, Jim, I'm watching you. Use yeah. that as a challenge. Or actually, Jim, you better be watching me when you're sleeping because you're going wow. down. Okay. Yeah. All right. Because anybody can do a second act. It's amazing. So if you are, like you said, if you're doing one, I would love to hear from people that are doing different things. Best way to reach out to the show is using the Cadillac Jack My Second Act text line and voicemail line. All of your voicemails and texts come straight to my iPhone. Here is the number, 770-464-6024. And that is how Linda's husband, Carrie, reached out to me. 770-464-6024. Tell us about your second act. As I continue my 14,000 picture purge on my iPhone, um, one of the photos that I found was of you, Donna, and my first wife, Dawn. Now, Which, that's tricky enough. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Yeah, it is. In a lot of different ways. Uh, Dawn was Will's mother, or is Will's mother. And there's a photograph that I've not seen in forever. And it's the two of you. And y'all are just, I mean hugging on one another and mm. carrying on and there's like a were we yeah yeah yeah. how do you know we weren't big, wrestling each other to the ground when you really look at the picture big smiles and laughs and a lot of teeth and that's a big beer that's a big beer so tell us about so when i posted this photograph on social media i said look at this gem i found during my picture purge on my iphone and people were like you've got to tell us that story what is the story about that photograph i don't remember so i'm going to hear it again but really for the first time so the story of the photograph is the Dixie Chicks and Tim McGraw were at the old, what what is Lake now, Wood. is it still called Lakewood? How's it now? No, High Five Eyes. Yeah, we don't no, even know. High Five Eyes anymore. We don't even know. Um, but it was Lakewood at the time, Lakewood Amphitheater. And we had done a client party. Um, both of us worked at the radio station together and we were friends and y'all were married. Mm-hmm. I don't think I was married. Anyway, I um, so we had a big client party before. And so we had been at the venue for a while. I don't think she came to the client party, but we all had seats together. And so, and at the time I didn't have anything against her because we were, and I don't have anything against her now, but I mean, we weren't like, oh, I wasn't, I wasn't married. Y'all were married. You know what I'm saying? We were just friends. This is so weird and messy and Preston looks confused (laughs) again. I think people get so confused by our stories, but, um, and probably why they're confused is because for a long time, we were really good friends, seriously, who worked together at the you radio station. Yeah, yeah. With nothing else going on. We were just friends. We worked together on a bunch of different accounts. And then that one day, I'm going to go there now okay. in my mind. I'm not. To stop. Roadhouse Grill on Barrett Parkway in Kennesaw. Okay. Uh-huh. But throughout our friendship, we, our marriages, both of our marriages fell apart. By no fault of each other at the time. And this is the truth. There was nothing going on. Um, When I got married to my ex-husband, I booked you at a rodeo. So I couldn't go. Yeah, because I just was kind of like starting. I was like, you know, he's such a good friend. So I couldn't go. She did not want me to be at her wedding, PT. Yeah. I was afraid you might. I was honestly afraid that you might be that person that when they said, what's that word they always say? Like, say it, Preston. Yeah, it's any any objections yes. to this wedding come forward. Yeah, we didn't do that for exactly that reason. I'm not. Did you I'm think someone was going to stand that. up? I'm not taking that chance. Yeah, you always Why afraid. Do you think I would have stood up and done that at your wedding? I, because I I think at the time I uh-huh. recall we had a client that we both it was a great friend of ours That's that we how both we loved. Close you and I. Yes, and he said to us jokingly one day at the day, Roadhouse Grill on Bear Parkway. Why don't y'all just get here? Thank you. And we were like, what? We're just friends. Ew. Ew. Yeah, like whatever. No. So I don't know. It's just kind of a, I don't know. But going back to the story, we had a good time. I had a good time with her. And and truth be told, I um, throughout most of the process, I, I, I didn't have, I did never had a problem with her as Will's mom. 
I had a problem with some of the decisions that I'm talking about when later when people say, oh, can you be friends with someone's ex-wife or whatever? We were not friends. And and I wish and I've said this before on the podcast, I do wish in a perfect world she wouldn't have lived in Tennessee. She would have lived in Atlanta, which later she did, but it was almost way later in life. I wish she had lived here when Will was younger. And I I always kind of longed because I had a friend, Sarah, who's a friend of ours, who they lived two doors down from the ex-wife who, Much had, easier to co-parent. who had gotten remarried and the kids just kind of came and went and flowed. And I was always very envious of that. So I think sometimes people think like when you get divorced, you want that person as far away as possible. I never wanted that because it really made it so tough on Will. I would have loved to have had one of those situations where, hey, the door's open. You want to stay with us Tuesday? You want to stay with your mom Thursday? We don't care. Well, but we had to follow a very regimented schedule. And there yeah. were reasons why we had to do that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and I, was, I mean, I mean it was, it, there was no room for error. There was no coloring outside the lines. Oh, no. And that made it very difficult for us to co-parent. But that had to be done for specific reasons. Because of the situation. And and let me, we Which had, we and her and I had some knockdown, drag out fights through the years. I mean, seriously, over just things that I, you know, and I'm sure there were things she didn't think we were doing right. But remember just, the time, remember the time that you had to go, to, you, you drove one day up to the Swain County, North Carolina Sheriff's Office. Can I say on record, I can, I'm kind of like Preston, like when I pull him in, I do not like when you just start down some road and I'm like, what is this man going to say? Okay. Yes. Well, no. But you went, and we we had to get some records. Yeah. Okay. And you went in and got the records. Yeah. Yeah. That day, I played guardian ad litem. Let's just say in a production, business cards and everything. Yeah. Don't f with the chutes. Okay. No. Okay. We're, this we did. We really wrap up the story. So we were at a concert, yeah. and we were having a good time. Talk, having and, a good time. With the yeah. chicks. I never had anything against her. All right. Then. Okay. Moving forward. <laughs> Who is Cameo's most popular performer for the first half of 2021? All right. In the uh, number three is John Sussman. Is that right? Sussman? Sussman? Sussman. From Glee. Uh, number two is Brian Bumgartner, who is from Athens and a huge George Bulldog fan. He is Kevin Malone on The Office. And here is the most popular performer, they call them, on Cameo for the first half of 2021. Yo, Pete. What's up, my brother from another mother? Listen, um, I'm in San Diego just, like, killing it. Anyways, Pete, I understand you're a huge fan of the show. I saw your podcast giving me some love. Dude, you made my day, so thank you so much. That is Big Ed from 90 Day um, Fiance. Fiance. When you played me this clip, I had no idea that's who that was. And I watched that show all the time with you. How much money do you think he made? Off of cameos uh, i don't know but he's number one so a lot um that cameo you heard him reference pete that was for pete davidson from snl he was doing a cameo pete's a big fan of big ed and so someone i guess ordered a cameo on behalf of pete davidson from big ed now cameo if you, let's get you up to speed real quick if you're not familiar with cameo it is a video sharing platform it's about four years old and it allows celebrities to send celebrities being yeah <laughs> Uh, personalized video messages to their fans. And there are more than 30,000 celebrities on the platform. And you must have 20,000 Instagram followers to be eligible to set up an account. Prices start at uh, five bucks. And the highest get right now, the highest performer, highest price performer is Caitlyn Jenner. And mm. she charges $2,500 per cameo. A cameo. Yeah. Wow. You may remember that back in June when I had a birthday, 
we were talking about cameo on the podcast at the time. And Donna says, I'm going to order you a cameo for your birthday. Yes. And we revealed it here on an episode of the podcast. 11 seconds. Not going to tell you who it is. If you weren't with us for that episode back in June, I'm going to play the cameo for you right now. So 11 seconds. Here before you play uh-huh, it. Before I play it. I'm still trying to get my money back, but go ahead. Hey, Cadillac Jack. It's Jen and Trey of Smithfield. Happy birthday, man. You don't look 50. You don't. And that's it. Oh, uh, yeah. And you're not even 50. I'm four, I turned 48. How did they get that wrong? I don't know. I mean, maybe it was like output in, input out or whatever. I didn't give them a ton of information, but I was just kind of like. You expect them to sing happy birthday. They are a, because you, I know that you don't know. I, I've been in country music my entire life. And I was not familiar with Jen or Trey. I don't know if they're brother and sister, husband and wife, dating cousins from Alabama. I have no clue. They're Smithfield though. Smithfield. Which sounds like bacon. It does. That they've got, we need to start over with them. Like you and I actually, instead of them doing a cameo for us, we need to consult them on their career. You need a new name. We need to know what your situation is. Who are you? And up your game on cameo. Up your game. What'd you pay? $15. I mean, they were like driving to like the CVS or something. PTS. Yeah, they're on like an interstate. It had no oomph. In a, in a minivan. A Dodge Town & Country wood panel minivan. It was ridiculous. PT is the producer of the My Second Act podcast. I actually got a cameo from somebody named Casey Abrams who was on... American Idol. I, I remember Casey ago. Abrams. Yeah, it plays the upright bass. Yes. And, uh, my now wife, but at the time girlfriend, we used to listen to him all the time together, got a cameo from him to sing her happy birthday, and it was like two and a half minutes, and it was See? lovely. See? It was why wonderful. You, why are you, are you coming at me about this? You I loved ordered it. it. I loved it so much, and we still watch it like every year on her birthday. What did it cost? Oh, gosh. It wasn't that much. I mean, he, he has kind of gone down a little bit, but he still makes great music. Probably 40 bucks, something we, like we that. We need to play that the next podcast. By let's, the way, let's hear the difference big, in yours and hers. Big E that you were uh, talking about right. charges $69 for a cameo. Oh, Lord. He's got to be doing a lot of them then to be the top performer. He's got, at, you know, yeah. 69 bucks. Got to. I'm just like wondering, though, like, what does cameo take? Like, I mean, what's your uh, percentage? I saw that. They take, uh, I think it's 8%. Good Lord. 8% of everything. Can you dispute a cameo? Like, did you think Donna, I tried. about disputing to cameo the fact that, that, that Smithfield and my happy birthday cameo sucked? Did you reach I, I, out to them yes. and ask for a refund or anything? No, you can through cameo. I emailed and said, this Okay, is, what happened? What was the resolution? They were like, we're sorry that you're, you were unhappy with your cameo. I think they gave me like a $5 credit. But I mean, who can you get for $5? This was as low on the totem pole as it goes. PT, if you don't mind, would you put a Google on that? Find out. We'll talk about it. We'll circle back around at the end of the episode. Who can you get on cameo for five bucks? Gotcha. Like, who are the cheapest, the cheapest people there? Um, all right, Big Ed, how about that? Making the ordering process easier for your family. That's what's happening right now at Dinner Affair. Ken and Stephanie Wright, uh, they've been tinkering together in the kitchen. They have been uh, surveying customers like Donna and myself. They've been testing in the Atlanta area, and they have arrived at what they believe to be a perfect solution. To keep things simple, the packages now at Dinner Affair that you order are a bit more straightforward. Uh, you feed two, three, or four adults, depending on the package that you choose. And don't forget, with that $30 discount on your first order, Caddy 2021 can take you down 30 bucks. All right, so uh, six created dinners, Donna. Serves four people each, $1.99 the price. I love it. Uh, price per serving is under eight bucks. Minus then your Caddy discount if this is your first order. Uh, $8.29, by the way, I'm sorry, is, is, is the... Uh, but that's before your discount. Right. Uh, $1.99 minus 30 is whatever that is. All right. 12 chef-crafted dinners serving two people, 199 bucks a month. Six chef-created dinners for two, four, or six. That's how you order now. Uh, chef-created dinners for either two people, four people, or six people. We're streamlining it and make it, making the ordering process uh, much simpler. Now there's no guessing, you know, 
uh, when you when you place your order at dinnerfair.com. Yeah, and the great thing about that is like if you're a normal family of two, then you can order, you know, most of your meals for two. If you're gonna do a dinner party, you're gonna have a couple people over, then you can switch it up. And on one or two of your meals, you could do, you know, for four different amounts. So um, it makes it super easy. They're also doing the um fan the sides are back, kind of the family sides are back. So those are some great options. Um if you're you know, we pair super easy things. We don't even do the sides. The sides are amazing, but we just usually do something small on the side if you want to save a little bit of money. If you are someone who wants the whole meal for you, then do the meal and do the sides um and you're you're set to go and just super easy it's it's getting crazy we're getting into that time period i can feel it coming like you know football's coming back is back in cheerleading cross country i'm seeing people all over my social media you know saying they've got one kid here one kid there make your life easier again as we talked about the other day a lot of these meals you pop them in the oven put them on 350 walk out the door and when you come back in with your kids you're gonna have dinner ready and it's not just great cuts of chicken beef and pork seafood too on the menu for september at dinnerfear.com shrimp newberg you get a rich cream sauce on a hint of celery and onion and combined with sherry and tomato paste worcestershire and old bay shrimp newberg on the menu dinneraffair.com free delivery no contract money back guarantee and they do ship nationwide dinneraffair.com dinner a-f-a-r-e.com our thanks to sponsors of the Cadillac jack my second act podcast gallery furniture gainesville dinner affair the Denny's 55-plus menu, visit Denny's.com and promotional consideration paid for by Folgers Coffee. Join the Folgers Waking Up Club. Receive emails filled to the brim with Folgers news, recipes, and other exclusive content, FolgersCoffee.com. That's a new copy. Join the, uh, what is it, the Waking Up Club. The Waking Up Club. Yep. When you fly Atlanta-based Delta, you can enjoy the My Second Act Hypes on Playlist. When do you fly Delta? Atlanta's hometown airline. Just engage Delta Studio. Then sit back and relax and enjoy the playlists on the Spotify app. And Donna, what are you adding to uh, this episode? All right. I am adding the wonderful Chris Stapleton. I'm a big Chris Stapleton fan. He was just recently in Atlanta. Played a great show. Two, I think two great shows. Yeah, two shows. Um, so I'm adding his new song. I don't know how new it is, but I'm hearing it everywhere. It's called uh, You Should Probably Leave. It's so good. It's got that, golly, it's just got that, I don't know. That kind of old country type of stuff. Not even old country. Like almost bluesy. Like you should probably leave. You were even getting into it the other uh, day. I did. First time I heard it. Yeah. Him and, and you know Morgana's back there. Yeah, she is. Banging that tambourine. that tambourine. That's yeah. what she's doing. She is not letting him go anywhere. And so uh, it's from the album Starting Over. Just great. He had to cancel a couple of shows recently. Did we ever find out why? I don't know. You know, I thought it was strange. And this is the times we're living in. He posted um, on his social media and the place that they were doing it somewhere out west posted not COVID related, related, which again, the fact that, you know, we're having to do this, but if you sneeze now, you have to be, you know, you got to put your hands up, double vaxxed. I don't, double have, it. Vaxxed. I don't have it. It's not me. Don't have it. Allergies. Not me. Yep. How about um, you? Chris Stapleton ties Eric Church with the most CMA nominations that just came out with five and they are nominated together in every single category. That's the awesome. same categories for both of them. All yeah. five. We're going to break down the nominations coming up in a, a segment coming up during this episode of the My Second Act Podcast. In honor of Linda, our bass-playing friend from the Vintage Vixens, uh, Mother's Finest. Do we have Baby we, Love on there? We do. I think. We'll add another Mother's Finest. Okay. There's a bunch of them. Coming back from the Lake Don, I paid 99 cents for uh, bad Baby Love, Bad Love for Mother's Finest. Baby Love. Yeah. And that was uh, I was rotating that one 50-50 with Tyler Farr. A guy love walks into it. a bar. So add some Mother's Finest for me. If you we know. will do it. You recently added Band Camino. Yeah, the Band Camino. They are on tour. We did, I didn't know this at the time. With Dan and Shay. 
I'm, I'm, I'm really like always jumping the shark here ahead of the curve. They're a great band. Are you excited to see a Dan and Shea concert? Um, I'm not, but you know, somebody probably that's their thing. Uh, this week, Dan and Shea with Ban Camino Thursday night, Madison Square Garden. I think that one somebody told him that I called him on a previous podcast a squatty potty. Why do you feel that way? You know, because he he wears those little jeans, those no, I know really why you tight that. jeans, I, yeah. um, and he's short waisted. I didn't mean it mean. It's not like, but just when you're short waisted, you have to watch out wearing a really tight jean. It can come across as just not good. Lots of areas. Some unidentified areas. Friday, Dan and Shea are in Pittsburgh. This Saturday, Dan and Shea at the Greensboro Coliseum, Greensboro, North Carolina. CMA nominations were announced. We're jumping ahead here, sorry. Uh, Eric Church secured another nomination in the Entertainer of the Year category. He is the reigning CMA Entertainer of the Year. Eric Church, four of the nominations, including Male Vocalist and Album of the Year for Heart. Paul's right there. If you remember, Eric released three albums this year, Heart and Soul. Only Heart received an Album of the Year nomination. One-third of his 2021 triple album, Heart and Soul. Okay, I have a question for the panel. Could he have been nominated for two? Like, could two albums have been, he could have been competing against himself? In anticipation, Donna, that question would come up. I reached out to who? Trudy. Trudy, who has been instrumental in the career of Eric Church through the years. Trudy is a very dear friend of ours. And uh, I reached out to her on text. And I said that same thing. Here's what I said. I said, why do you think Hart received a nod and not the other two? Trudy writes, no idea. We're on our second single from Hart and have only had one from Soul, which was hell of a view. Uh, So that could be it. Uh, The current single is from Hart. So maybe they were thinking about wanting to perform the single from the nominated album. Or maybe management wanted to nominate Hart for the CMAs and Soul for the ACMs. And will never be nominated. If you remember, and was a fan club, church choir only exclusive. Right, right. So it was not available to the public. So and will never get an album of the year nomination. Uh, John Peets is brilliant like that, Trudy writes. And John is Eric Church's manager and has been since day one. Sucks that all three can't count as one. So that's what Trudy said. Interesting. Uh, Morgan Wallen. Remember when the CMAs, I mean, acted swiftly. Back in, in, in late January, early February, to hold Morgan Wallen accountable. And they said, you, sir. And they, they were wagging their finger at him, shaking their finger. Morgan Wallen, you're bad. You're bad. You will not be a part of the CMAs. No nominations for you, Morgan Wallen. No performance for you, nomina- uh, uh, Morgan Wallen. So how did he get a nomination? Here's how. His nomination also comes in the album of the year category for his double album. Dangerous for Morgan Wallen? The CMAs back when they put him in an award show jail, announced that he would not be eligible for individual awards. However, categories that awarded collaborators like producers and engineers would still be fair game. I don't remember that in the small print from there. How long is the ban on him? Like, is can I, he ever be nominated? I, I, or? I think so. Oh, I think so. okay. But not this year. I think it's interesting. So, and also in album of the year category, you've got um, Church, Stapleton, Carly Pierce, 29, Brothers Osborne Skeletons. That's a great, great album. If you haven't listened to that album, so good. Oh, they're so good. Uh, let's see here. Some other notes after running the numbers. Miranda Lambert. Uh, three nominations. She remains the most nominated female of all time. Moves into a tie for third overall with 58 career nominations. That's amazing. In the Entertainer of the Year category. Eric Church, Luke Combs, Miranda Lambert, Chris Stapleton, and Carrie Underwood. That's the big you know, the, the top honor of the night when they air November 10th 
on ABC. How's that going to go? Like Entertainer of the Year, is that normally like, isn't it more like Touring Artist of the Year or like, no, I mean like, what's it based on? Uh, Album? I, I think we had a conversation about this. That, yeah, that's I know we that's talked tough about to it. establish when there's been a exactly. pandemic and nobody's really been on the road for a while, but yeah, people are back on the road now. So I, I don't know. But uh, Eric Church, I've always said, is my forever Entertainer of the Year. So I'm hoping that he gets it for a second year in a row. He certainly deserves it. I do like that uh, Dirk's made it in to uh, Male Vocalist of the Year. I think he's very underrated and doesn't get the credit that he deserves sometimes. So Love to see him come up with something. Gallery, about, can yes. we talk real quick? Yes. Just one last thing. This vocal duo of the year, we talked about this last time. Now is the time for you if you have a friend to start creating your vocal duo of the year because, I mean, it's just crazy. They've pulled Brooks and Dunn back out. Maddie well, and Tay. Tour. And Maddie and Tay. Well, they have to fill the category. But, I mean, it's just insane. Like, how you know, fine. If you've got a twosome, you got a shot. Okay, sorry. There was a family that Imagine not when you save your money and you, you buy something because you're excited, you finally saved your money and you've done well and you probably cut corners to, to save that money to buy what you want and then you go buy it. Imagine them being told, well, listen, yeah, thank you for the money you paid for. It. Technically, it's yours, but you can't have it right now. How, dis- how frustrating would that be? Very. There was a family that walked into Gallery Furniture this past Labor Day weekend. Um, the biggest weekend in the history, the history of Gallery Furniture that's saying a lot. Labor Day weekend of this year. Wow. In all the years. Yes. 38, 35, 38 years. Dang. Uh, family walks in. They had gone to a big box retailer. And originally, and they paid for this furniture that they wanted. And they were given a, a uh, arrival date of their furniture for September. About four days before they went to gallery, they got a call from, from this big box retailer. He said, hey, listen, sorry. But what do they call it? Hang on, I made a note here. There's a there's specific a delay in it. delivery. Um, I'll find it in a second. But um, uh, they said, listen, we're gonna have to push your date out to January. January. So they got a refund. They went to Gallery Furniture. First thing they said to Donna when they walked in was not ask for the Wolfman. It was, can we take it today? People, you want your furniture to take, and you saved your money. You you've had your eye on that prize. You finally have the money to do it. You're prepared to do it. You go do it, and you want to take it home that day. Donna says, anything you find on the showroom floor, pull up, pull up. We'll strap it down. You take it home today. Can we take it today? The first question, Donna. They didn't even look at merchandise. Can we take it today? The first question. Donna says, yes, you can take it today. Well, it's a huge problem, and we've talked about it so many times. You know, just because they tell you at these big box retailers, like you just said, oh, it's going to be here on time, that doesn't mean it's going to be here on time. You're going to get delays. You're going to get delays. You're also going to have to sit at your house for what feels like eternity because they're going to give you some weird window that's basically 7 in the morning until 11 at night. Um, So don't do that. Go to gallery. Don't even tie up your money or your time. Go up there, show them what you're looking for, show them what you're trying to find. They may have it on the showroom floor. She may have it in that huge warehouse. She now has she has so much inventory, Donna. She has four warehouses right now. Which is amazing. Four different warehouses storing the inventory the gallery furniture has that the big box retailers just can't get. Yeah, so there's no delay. Give her a shot before you go out this weekend. There's so many people that are listening right now that need furniture. Before you go out this weekend and you're like, I know, I know, but I just don't think gallery's gonna have what we want. They will, or they will find it for you. Estimated load date is the furniture store verbiage when they have to move you. Like that big box retailer did that family that went to gallery furniture. They were satisfied and they took it home that day. President Joe Biden says that if you are a business owner and you have more than 100 employees, you are now required 
for every one of your employees. Uh, it's, it's, it's a ruler policy is the way that I, I read it. And I don't know that that can become a federal law, but uh, if you have 100 more employees, you must they must all be vaccinated. Or show a negative test at least once a week. And this new requirement that's coming down from the U.S. Department of Labor could apply to as many as 100 million Americans. Here is your president, Joe Biden, from uh, December of last year. No, I don't think it should be mandatory. I wouldn't demand to be mandatory, but I would do everything in my power. Just like I don't think masks have to be made mandatory nationwide. I'll do everything in my power as the president of the United States to encourage people to do the right thing. And when they do it, demonstrate that it matters. If you as an employer don't comply, you could receive a fine of up to $14,000 per violation. So Biden says to, to squash the spread of COVID, He's dialed up this plan. A plan that's like mom came home and found an empty Bud Light can under your bed level series. Talk is cheap, he was saying in his presser uh, about this. Is, it, is, is he a king or is he the president of the United States? What do you think, Donna? Well, I mean, I... Luckily, it's just me and you in the company, right? That's true, yeah. And yeah. Jody Jackson occasionally. Okay, yeah, occasionally. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. You know, the things that you say always come back to bite you, don't they? In those big, big press conferences. Let's pull all pressing in for that one because I'm sure he's told people before, be careful what you say. You just don't want to put it out there for everybody. You know, things have changed, though. The virus has amped up. I think they've done everything they can do. They've given away trucks and trips and told people you can't go on trips. Guns. And, you know, you, you, you can't do things. And I think now the only way to do it is to really hit people where it hurts in their pocketbooks. I don't know. PT, is a rule or policy drawn up by the U.S. Department of Labor federal law? So he's going through an organization called OSHA, which if you've ever worked in construction, and I've worked in a warehouse, as we teased at the beginning of the show, I've worked under OSHA rules. Congress makes OSHA that the president can use to set workplace health and safety guidelines. And he is adding this into the same sort of workplace health and safety guidelines that I had to use when I was using the table saw in my warehouse. You got to wear goggles or you have yeah, to. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and that's why he's able to do this. And constitutionally, the law that allows him to do this was passed forever ago with the creation of OSHA. And constitutionally, the fact that he could do this seems to be uh, in pretty good standing right now in the courts, whether you agree with it or not, it does seem like he has the authority to do this for sure. So it's not a guideline, though. It's not like you should wear safety goggles. It's saying this is now going in that if a company doesn't comply then they could get fined. Well, if somebody came in our warehouse when I was working and I wasn't wearing goggles or I wasn't wearing gloves or what I was supposed to do, we'd get a fine. And this, it's the same structure of regulation that um, this is falling under. And, and I actually reviewed it again today because I used to look at the OSHA guidelines a lot. They'd have the power to create these kind of temporary emergency orders. So it may not be permanent. And I think we all hope it's not permanent. Uh, but yeah. How do they, uh, here we go again, kind of like with the vaccine cards, how do you mitigate that? Who's in charge of that now? Like, is there a new group of people, kind of like the people that go check like the health scores? Is there somebody who comes by and checks your company for compliance? Like, how does this work? Yeah, we talked about this already on the show. It must have been like a month ago. We were not prepared for this. Right. And it's so frustrating because the other thing that's really frustrating about this is fine, people can opt out of it if they just get tested every week. Well, Tests right now in our European friends are like a dollar a test over the counter and they take a half hour and you can buy them in packs of 20 for 15 bucks and take them home and do them yourself every time before you leave the house. Like 
one of the weird comparisons I've made in my head is the strides we've made in, in diabetes because I have a lot of diabetic friends and family. They can take their blood sugar like while we're at the restaurant with and a like, strip, and like yeah. nobody will notice. Right? They can, and we need something like that. We've put so much effort into the vaccine, and it's so great, but we need some sort of testing effort that can make it just easier of like, well, I'm going to go meet some friends for dinner. I'll just go ahead and scan it real quick right before I run out the door. Yeah, without having to like swab your brain. Yeah, or time. take multiple days. Yeah, or line up. And, and like we've said before, like, I mean, like you were saying, the tests in Europe are much cheaper. They're not that cheap over here. I mean, no. again, and how many times can you drive through a facility? And now I'm starting to see signs. I don't know if you guys are seeing them where, like, I was at Target yesterday getting a prescription, and it said we have no COVID vaccines, and we have no COVID at-home tests. So I think we're getting into that area too where demand is coming greater and you know i don't know well yeah part of the challenge with the vaccines is you have to ship them in bunches and when you use one that whole bunch has to be used or you're throwing them in the garbage so there has to be a certain amount of demand floor met before somebody can come out and offer vaccines very strange very strange your president also would like to require large businesses to give employees pto pay time off in order to go get vaccinated and um, he's not just taking aim at the private sector. All federal workers will need to get vaccinated within 75 days or you will lose your job. Well, I spoke to someone yesterday who is a vendor for um, a federal for the federal government. Mm-hmm. And it, the, he said it's extending to vendors now as well, even though he contractors. Yeah, yeah, he's working out of the house, but he was very angry about that. He's like, I'm, I'm not working for the federal government. But there are also those people who say, if you're going to mandate that I have to get vaccinated, then the federal government, the, the people in the White House should have to be vaccinated. Yeah, I think what's important to remember here is the polling will be with him on this. I would guarantee it because we're roughly at about 63, 65 percent of all Americans want a full vaccine mandate. This is not a full mandate. It's it's more targeted uh, and it's more specific to to go towards a, the business aspect of it. So I would imagine the majority of people will be with him on this. It it, it lines up one to one. If you've been vaccinated, you're usually in support of some sort of mandate, regulation, rule, something like that. Yes. Holly is a pot peep for this episode and she was listening to the episode talking about the vaccine the vaccine and getting vaccinated with Officer Richie, who who contracted COVID. We were Vax holdouts, too. And look at us now, Holly writes. I will say we both still have mild symptoms. Damn, the fatigue is rough. I tell you from someone with anxiety already, this virus plays a toll on that as well. Just not, uh, no, you just don't know what to expect from day to day. Keep yourself safe, my friend. Uh, the crazy thing, Holly writes, is we have no clue where we got it. We were with a group of people on Thursday night, got symptoms on Friday. No one around us is sick. Well, I think if you were with them on Thursday, that's probably where you got it. I don't know. Um, Hoping she gets better. Anita Parker. My sister now has COVID and is in the hospital. I, too, am reconsidering the vaccine. And yes, Donna, I always picked up stuff for the cleaners back in the day. Anita I knew writes. it. Thank you, Anita. Melissa, pop peep for this episode. Just now listening Tuesday, uh, which was Officer Richie, because we also hard down with COVID. Dev is recovered. That's their son, who's uh, in middle Love school. Dev. Uh, her husband, Brent, just has a headache, a little congestion. Melissa writes, I've got the worst of it. I wholeheartedly agree with Richie. We are now getting vaccinated as soon as we can. I never want to do this again. I'm sitting at the doctor as I type because I do have the breathing issues. They're dosing me up with steroids and antibiotics and breathing treatment. So hopefully I'll turn around quickly. Y'all take care. This crap is no joke. Thinking about Melissa, anybody who's written us and, you know, if you're struggling with it, we're, we're obviously thinking about you. Just want to keep saying that, you know, you have to remember if you're listening, go get vaccinated today because remember, it's not you get stuck and you're good to go. It takes a little bit of time. So, I mean, all, if you're putting it off, you need to remember that every day you're putting it off, you're at risk. 
sir across the way. Who's in here? Yeah. Who's that? $5 cameo celebrities. PT, what did you find out in your search? So here's the bad news. Okay. You, you mentioned earlier it takes 20,000 Instagram followers to to sign up for Cameo. To qualify, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of people who are on Cameo now. It didn't used to be this way, but when I looked at like $5 or now even under $5, it's thousands, thousands. None, none of these wow. people you would have heard of. So, I, But I got some examples that I think you'll find interesting. Okay, all right. So a guy named James Payton is charging $17, and he was in the Harry Potter films. You think, oh, he probably was one of the side characters. He had a non-speaking role. In the Harry Potter films. He was just like in one of the little houses? He played Neville Longbottom's dad, who does not have a line in any of the eight movies. He was Neville Longbottom's daddy. Meanwhile, Shooter, $17. Shooter McGavin, every, everybody's favorite golf villain from Happy Gilmore. Yes. $220. I could see where people would pay for that. Because yeah. he's such a cult favorite. I think so too. It's a unique. Yeah. It would be a unique cameo. But yeah. I found what I think is the best value on cameo. Okay, who is go. it? Which is a guy, especially for people in my generation. All right, here we go. Guy named well, Will. For, for those new to the podcast, that generation would be millennial. Very, very young. Uh-huh. Very young. Um, guy named Will Friedel, okay. who played Oof. Eric Matthews on Boy Meets World, who is the protagonist's older brother, who is everybody's favorite character. He's nice, he's loving, and in real life, he's nice and he's loving too. He is only $60. And that's a steal if you grew up like everybody in my generation did watching Boy Meets World. Have you ever seen that? Never Kevin. heard of it, nor seen it. My well, I've goodness, heard of guys. it. I've just never I've seen it. Of. I don't Good know what it's talking about. Good grief. Good stuff. Good stuff. Have you ever heard of Ferris Bueller? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Ferris Bueller. 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 Okay. Audio for this episode from Big Ed Brown on Cameo, Smithfield on Cameo, ABC's Good Morning America, and C-SPAN. Our thanks to executive Carl Appen, who pieces together the letter text left on red, no spaces, red is the color R-E-D, left on red to the number 22828. And receive the letter. It's another component uh, of our podcast every Saturday morning in your inbox at 810. This episode of the My Second Act podcast produced by Preston Thompson, PT, host of the Georgia Politics podcast and the Drafted podcast. New episodes on Tuesday and Thursday of Cadillac Jack, My Second Act, produced by the App and Podcast Network. Oh, 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 oh,